SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Let's welcome our first A-team guest, Linda Siboto, who is one of the co-founders of Chiba Africa, uh, who are holding the Chiba Cannabis Academy. Um, and they'll be having the Craft Cannabis Summit coming up uh, this particular month. Thank you very much for joining us, Linda. Hi, Patricia. It's so great to be here. Thank you so much. So, uh, Linda, the one thing that I think we'd all be looking forward to hearing is within the summit, since the international summit, how many South African uh, players are going to be involved in the summit and how much time, effort and attention will be given to the South Africans emerging market of the, the, the cannabis? Wow. Um, so we've, we've got a very mixed bag of, uh, you know, speakers that are going to be present um, locally and internationally. Uh, but I do, I do believe that we have a majority um, South Africans. But obviously, being that South Africa is sort of like way behind in terms of the trends that are happening in the, the cannabis space, it's best to you also speak to internationals who can best voice what's the current trends and sort of like innovations in the cannabis space. So to answer your question, sorry, because I have to realize to answer your question, is that we've got a fair amount of Africans that are going to be present, but um, also we do have the internationals that are also going to be, you know, voicing their also innovation and so on. And also a lot of them keep an eye on what's happening in South Africa because it's also seen as um, a very attractive um, investment opportunity based on our climate and our soil and also our genetics that we have here now um within this um chiba cannabis academy you'll be presenting yes. nine dynamic and interactive webinars can you yes. take us through some of the topics that you'll be looking at sure so um basically the topics will run from large-scale growing so basically we've got all the heavyweights that are basically known as master growers or and also people in the industry that have uh, had a lot of growing history and that have had established farms um, in, in, and also SAPRA-approved farms that are allowed to commercialize and export um, cannabis to the rest of the world. Um, so that, that's going to be a topic, and I think we're going to explain to people what it is and what it means to be in this large-scale growing. Um, we've also got um, a psychedelics, uh, a rise of the psychedelics industry uh, panel that I'll be chairing. Um, so that's got mostly internationals because that's something that they've been in, involved in quite some time. And it's the reason why we've involved that is because it's to do with plant medicine as cannabis is that. And then we also have the medical panel, which is going to talk about dosing. Um, it's going to talk about the medical uses of cannabis uh, and basically also round it up nicely to have people who have actually been practicing with cannabis on their patients for, for cancer, for, for all sorts of ailments. And they're going to be discussing their findings and then their best practices to share with the rest of the African populace. And then obviously we're going to have music and, and cannabis. So we've got, for example, AKA. He's going to be on the panel uh, for that and talking about cannabis. Um, let me think. Oh, yeah, also hemp. We've also got the future for hemp for, Af- for Africa because hemp itself is you know, still cannabis. And it uh, lends itself to you know, being utilized for over 4,000 different products from building your house uh, up until plastic, um, for even food itself, for nutritional value and the oil and, so, and, 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 and its own. And we've got industry heavyweights internationally and locally talking about them. For example, like Tony Budden, who's, um, I would say he's 
she's the godfather of hemp in South Africa because she sort of realized it back in the 90s. Um, and now we're only sort of coming online and understanding what he was on about, from clothing to food to, to housing and so on. So it's, it's, it's quite wide in terms of what we were speaking to because we're trying to just get people to understand that this is an established industry overseas and it's an emerging one here in South Africa and how they can get involved um, as it is something that's going to require a lot of people to be involved and obviously the employment opportunities that are available for it. Now, for me as a person who's a South African and has known the history of cannabis in South Africa, mm. it's definitely not one that has been emerging. It's just it's mm. one that has been made to be, uh, lack of a better word, de- demonized. So yeah. we yeah. looked at those who grew in the Eastern Cape, cannabis, yeah. as yeah. as our you know, those yeah. are not people to be trusted. But it 100%. has been there. We've had, intrep- well, not necessarily entrepreneurs, but we've had yeah. growers and farmers yeah. of cannabis. And yeah. now we stand in a point where policy is not allowing them into the bigger mainframe. Have right. you made considerations for the uh, rural growers of um, cannabis in South Africa? Yes. Um, in terms of this Craft Cannabis Summit, I, I think the, the way that we've established it is that, number one, it's free access. So anybody that basically logs onto our website, goes to cheaperafrica.com and just registers with us, and then they will be able to receive a link and then on the day that it, um, it occurs or whenever the two days that they want to come and watch, they can't do so. So I feel like in a way that that has made it accessible for any rural farmer who at least hopefully has internet access to do so. There's only so much that you can do. And then, sorry, the other part of your, your, your question was about, uh, sorry, was it about legislation? Or yeah, so, so, so yeah. policy, because here in South Africa, like you say, it's an emerging yeah. market. And yes. before it was demonized. So yes. all of a sudden, yes. we are saying it's okay to use cannabis. It's okay right. to be an entrepreneur. But yes. it, it seems to be mainstreamed. Let, let me put it this way. The yeah. higher LSM, yeah. uh, yes. which is not rural, that has been planting it, is now mainstreaming it and putting it onto the market. So what sort of policy uh, discussions will you be having during the summit so so basically when we talk about large-scale growing i think that's where that topic is going to fit in quite nicely because we've got quite a few South africans are going to be part of that discussion and that's going to basically sort of lay out the legal framework that is there yes it's true that what you say is that a lot of the the higher end sort of earners in the economy are the ones who are realizing these commercial farms but also, let's not forget that, you know, out in the city, Siki, and um, out in the Eastern Cape, these people have been doing this for over 100 years and been putting their kids to school and so on. So in, in some ways, I'm, I'm aware that the MEC of Agriculture in the Eastern Cape has come out saying that they are going to um, make the Eastern Cape into the African, Africa's hub or African's capital for cannabis. So they're busy working at bylaws and also speaking to government nationally. But I'm sure that also will come to because also the, the actual panelists that we have, we make sure we keep it as diverse as possible. So everybody that speaks is speaking from a place of context that is different from the other. So, so that's where at least um, we'll be able to reach people at their certain levels. We are talking A-teamers to Linda Siboto, who is one of the co-founders of Chiba Africa, and they are going to be hosting the Craft Cannabis Summit, which is going to be happening this month in February. It's going to be virtual. It includes international players within the field. So uh, please do interact if you have any questions or comment around um, uh, cannabis and this particular summit. The number to dial is 011 or you can WhatsApp an 0614 104 
107. Now, Linda, something that uh, a lot of people try to shy away from is the mm. recreational use of cannabis. Mm. Yeah. Um, yes, I, we speak medical use and yeah. what have you not. And, yeah. you know, but the recreational use is one that has been uh, <laughs> utilized for a long time. Yeah. And um, you, you say that... Uh, uh, AKA is going to be there speaking cannabis and music. Would this be anything to do with uh, the recreational use and advocating for it? <laughs> uh, well, you just have to wait and see um, and also register if you want to know. I can't spill all the beans at one go because otherwise you're not coming. But yes, so, so the recreational, yes, has been something that, you know, has always been in the spotlight. Um, and, I, and I think sometimes people over... It overshadows the actual um, medicinal benefits of cannabis itself. So, so we've prouded ourselves in being, so, so as, as we are an academy, because another thing I, I think that wasn't really was omitted in terms of what this Craft Cannabis Summit is also about, is also the launching of our real live campus in Ferenichang. So we have an actual brick and water um, actual campus that we have established, and we open our doors on the 1st of April. And also this is going to connect into our open day, which is happening on the 27th of February. So all who are welcome to come just need to register and then we'll basically RSVP you or you'll RSVP to us and we'll be able to usher you in and give you sort of like a tour of our setup. Um, and, and I think also just to like add to the recreational, I mean, the, 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 the thing about it is that people go home and they have a glass of brandy to relax, you know, and that's, that's what people do and that's accepted because it's in the mainstream. But now when we talk about cannabis, we have this also stigmatized version of what happens versus actually what happens. You know, it's, it's, it's a calming down effect. People relax. I mean, a lot of people are using cannabis uh, to help people with post-traumatic stress disorder. A lot of people are using cannabis to get people off opioids, people who are addicted to hardcore chronic medication that they've become very addicted to and have gone to use other aggressive um, um, addictive medications. So it's, a, it's actually seen as people talk about it being a gateway drug. Others talk about it being an exiting drug. You're coming out of uh, these other horrible drugs that are out there. Let me go to some of our A-teamers' uh, WhatsApps. Sure. Hi, SAFM. Uh, on the issue of cannabis, uh, our government is always excluding its own uh, citizens in whatever business that's going on people have been uh, farming uh, cannabis for quite a long time illegally and if now farming cannabis is legal they should be given a, a fair chance to compete because our government is always uh, 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 keeping especially black people away from uh, the business it's time the government empowers black people to be on this business because even our grand grandparents were using cannabis farming them and all or growing them so that's what i would say thank you pagamani from pizza my respect hi uh, patricia and the a-teamers and uh, your guest 
Um, I actually wanted to not ask a question, but just uh, make a comment with regards to observation. Uh, I like how you spoke about, um, you know, the the difficulties between the, let's put it, the haves and the have-nots with the access into the industry. And I'm not too sure if that's going to change because uh, from what I've seen with regards to companies that have then positioned themselves, whether it's in the pharmaceutical retailers or in the uh, equipment-based uh, places within cannabis, a lot of the times those people that are there, um, you know, are white. You know, I've not seen any uh, black-owned uh, businesses uh, in that space. So I don't know how are they going to be able to bridge that gap, uh, you know, even with the rural farmers, you know, I don't know how that's going to happen. Well, uh, Linda, you see, you've got your work cut out for you there because A-teamers are actually also observing the fact that it's, it's, it, we've always been a, a nation that grows cannabis, but it was, it was really demonized and now all of a sudden it's commercialized and even the value chain is not black owned or there's not much participation from black growers. There are not much participation from black entrepreneurs in any level. So your work is really cut out for you. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I mean, the the real the real person you should really be having here asking those questions is not me. Mm. Um, the the actual government itself is the one that is the one I, I would say is holding back the actual economy from coming on around cannabis. We have we have Tito Mbuweni, we have um, our president Ramaphosa, who's mentioned numerous occasions that cannabis is the key and it is the way in order to help to alleviate poverty and to create income. Uh, for the rest of the country because it's something that we all understand and we know how to do as uh, we've, as the callers have said we've been doing it for a long time so my my personal feeling this is not of my company or anyone else is that government itself needs to be held liable as to why this economy hasn't been widespread enough for everybody else to participate in that's uh, the, the, the way that it's been structured if I could just slowly just or quickly just explain how the commercialization works, then maybe it'll give people a better idea as to who needs to be up next in terms of being here for the interview. So, for example, we have um, SAPRA, who's our uh, authority around certification of drugs and any pharmaceutical products that go out into the public. Well, you know, so SAPRA can- has just been fighting a legal battle around uh, Invectromestatin. So, <laughs> yeah. They've got their work cut out for them, exactly. And Definitely. so this one has been a long, it's been a long going um, situation. So the cannabis plant is not seen as a crop like it would be wheat or barley or, or corn or, or any other kind of agricultural product. It's basically uh, certified under the medicinal um, side. So, so it doesn't matter what your end product is going to be, your, your, the current certification around licensing being issued to people, it's done under, under, under a medical sort of license. So in order for you to achieve that, you firstly, number one, need to have a GMP-fitted facility to process your cannabis. GMP is basically good manufacturing practice, and the standards that they use here in South Africa are those of Europe. So already you're talking about millions of rands just to set up your processing plant. And then also because it's been classified as a medicinal product, 
The GMP standard also requires that everything is done indoors, not outdoors. The majority of cannabis that's grown in the Eastern Cape would be predominantly outdoors because that's what people do. But now, in the situation of getting a license issued by Safra, you have to have an indoor grow, as they say. So that costs money. And then also there's a vacuum situation. There's a lightning. Like, there's a, there's a whole... I would say a very steep hill that a person would have to climb up in order to realize getting issued that certification uh, or that licensing. And it could be anything from 10 to 50 to 100 million rand. So that basically limits the amount of people that can uh, participate in this thing, especially in the early days of the licensing being issued. And the number one thing also that you need to, to be issued a license is you need to have an off-take agreement with an international company, meaning before you even start putting seeds into the ground and the company from overseas really has to be your customer that you have to have signed already before they can give you that. I hear that that's changing later on because the Black Farmers Association has been fighting this issue and have been wanting the rights of the farmers in Eastern Cape and everywhere else to also participate in this economy. So that lies with SAPRA and the government. Only thing that we can do as Chiba Africa is to basically help people get to a point of understanding what is currently potentially available in the industry, speak to the internationals who have already been doing this for 15 to 20 years, and then also use their know-how and expertise to help. And essentially, this is why we also have the summit, because it's sort of to see the horizon coming off the side. Um, and also, we offer a whole array of different courses, short courses that people can do to, to basically elevate their cannabis knowledge and understanding, so that whenever this industry does come on, then people will be able to, you know, beneficiate from the knowledge that they have. Now, um, Linda, for the benefit of our A-teamers, please tell us when this virtual free um, summit is going to be taking place and how do people um, log in? Excellent. That's a nice, easy question. Thank you very much. I'll answer that very succinctly for you. Um, On the 26th and the 25th, sorry, 25th, 26th of February, we're having the virtual summit. Registration takes place on, um, on our website. So that's Chiba Africa, C-H-E-E-B-A Africa.com. You basically go in there and you register for all the, for both days. And then after that has been done, then you'll get a link and then you'll be able to enter that. And then also we're having an open day. As I've mentioned that we have uh, an actual campus. That's where the broadcast of this virtual um, summit will be taking place. So people can um, actually register for an actual viewing, whether you're a school child or person that's left school, you have to be 18 and upwards, of course. Um, you can also come through and actually get a viewing and actually see what's happening, especially if you want to bring your parents along and then they want to see the actual academy and what it has to offer. Excellent. Thank you very much for joining us, Linda. And uh, we definitely will be logging in and uh, finding out more about the Cannabis Please Summit. Do. You're welcome. You've got a VIP pass for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. I'm looking forward to coming to the opening as well of the school. So, yeah. Excellent. Thanks Excellent. so much. Thank you. That was Linda Siboto, who is one of the co-founders of Chiba Africa. And uh, they'll be hosting the Craft Cannabis Summit, which is a free summit that you can just log into um, and then get more information around it. This is uh, SAFM Late Night Conversations.